You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I'm going to share something a little different with you. This episode airs the week of Thanksgiving, and so I thought I would share something that is so incredibly important to me, and that is a chapter from the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I'm not sure where you are financially, but Matt and I have not always been on the upside of financial abundance. In fact, most of our marriage, we were a hot mess. And it was pretty dismal as we were trying to raise a large family with small children. And in fact, I think it was a lot, it had a lot to do with the breakdown of our marriage. We had so much financial stress that it really did weigh heavily on us. And so it took us a long time to finally wake up and start making some changes in our life. And this book, The Science of Getting Rich, is by far the number one resource that changed the trajectory of our life. And so I just wanted to read one small chapter. It's, it's a book that was written in 1911. It's a very practical book. Um, it, his, his philosophy in becoming rich is noble in its, in its achieving. Um, it's definitely something that was not exactly how I was taught growing up in a fundamental Christian philosophy. You know, we were always taught growing up in church that, you know, it was more holy and pious to be poor, you know, to have abundance and wealth um, meant greed and selfishness. And so this has been a huge eye opener for me. And if you saw the book that I have in front of me, you would see it's all written and marked with red. I use red pencil to highlight my books and the pages are just covered in red. And I just wanted to read a small, these chapters are short, it was written in 1911, so it is a little bit uh, wordy, worded different, so it's not an easy, easy read, but it's just powerful what he talks about. Since this is the week of Thanksgiving, I just wanted to read the chapter that's simply titled Gratitude. The illustrations given in the last chapter will have conveyed to the reader the fact that the first step towards getting rich is to convey the idea of your wants to the formless substance. 
This is true. And you will see that in order to do it becomes necessary to relate yourself to the formless intelligence in a harmonious way. To secure this harmonious relation is a matter of such primary and vital importance that I shall give some space to this discussion here and give you instructions which, if you will follow them, will be certain to bring you into perfect unity of mind with God. The whole process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. First, you believe that there is one intelligent substance from which all things proceed. Second, you believe that this substance gives you everything you desire. And third, you relate yourself to it by feeling of deep and profound gratitude. Many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways are kept in poverty by their lack of gratitude. Having received one gift from God, they cut the wires which connect them with him by failing to make acknowledgement. It is easy to understand that the nearer we live to the source of wealth, the more wealth we shall receive. And it is easy also to understand that the soul that is always grateful lives in closer touch with God than one which can never looks to him in thankful acknowledgement. The more gratefully we fix our minds on the supreme when good things come to us, the more good things we will receive and the more rapidly they will come. And the reason simply is that the mental attitude of gratitude draws the mind into closer touch with the source from which the blessings come. If it is a new thought to you that gratitude brings your whole mind into closer harmony with the creative energies of the universe, consider it well, and you will see that it is true. The good things you already have have come to you along the line of obedience to certain laws. Gratitude will lead your mind out along the ways of which things come, and it will bring you in closer harmony with creative thought and prevent you from falling into competitive thought. Gratitude alone can keep you looking toward the all and prevent you from falling into the error of thinking of supply is limited, and to do that would be fatal to your hopes. There is a law of gravity, and it is absolutely necessary that you should observe this law if you are to get the results you seek. The law of gravity is the natural principle that action and reaction are always equal and in opposite directions. The grateful outreaching of your mind in thankful praise to the Supreme is a liberation of expenditure of force. It cannot fail to reach that which it is addressed, and the reaction is an instantaneous movement towards you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. That is a statement of psychological truth. And if your gratitude is strong and consistent, the reaction and formless substance will be strong and continuous. The movement of things you want will always be towards you. Notice the grateful attitude that Jesus took, how he always seems to be saying, I thank thee, Father, that thou hearest me. You cannot exercise much power without gratitude, for it is gratitude that keeps you connected with power. But the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting you more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot long keep from dissatisfied thought regarding things as they are. 
The moment you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction upon the things that are, you begin to lose ground. You fix attention upon the common, the ordinary, the poor, and the squalid and mean, and your mind takes the form of these things. Then you will transmit these forms on mental images to the formless, and the common, the poor, and the squalid and mean will come to you. To permit your mind to dwell upon the inferior is to become inferior and to surround yourself with inferior things. On the other hand, to fix your attention on the best is to surround yourself with the best and to become the best. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that which we give our attention. We are thinking substance. And thinking substance always takes the form of that which it thinks about. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the best. Therefore, it tends to become the best. It takes the form or character of the best and will receive the best. Also, faith is born of gratitude. The grateful mind continually expects good things and expectation becomes faith. The reaction of gratitude upon one's own mind produces faith, and every outgoing wave of grateful thanksgiving increases faith. He who has no feeling of gratitude cannot long retain a living faith, and without a living faith you cannot get rich by the creative method, as we shall see in the following chapters. It is necessary, then, to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. Do not waste time thinking or talking about the shortcomings or wrong actions of the plutocrats or trust magnets. Their organization of the world has made your opportunity. All you get really comes to you because of them. Do not rage against corrupt politicians. If it were not for those politicians, we should fall into anarchy and your opportunity would be greatly lessened. God has worked a long time and very patiently to bring us up to where we are in industry and government and he is going right on with his work. There is not the least doubt that he will do away with plutocrats, trust magnets, captains of industries, and politicians as soon as they can be spared. But in the meantime, behold, all are good. Remember that they are all helping to arrange the lines of transmission along which your riches will come to you, and be grateful to them all. This will bring you into the harmonious relations with a good in everything, and the good in everything will move towards you. This is just one little snippet of the abundant wealth of knowledge that Wallace Waddle shares in this book, The Science of Getting Rich. I didn't plan on reading the entire book, but as I was reading this chapter, I just kept thinking of all the other amazing nuggets that this book has within it. Be sure to go get this book. It will change your life as it's changed mine. I've read it over and over and over again until it's just deep within me. And the crazy thing is, is I have seen this work in Matt and I's life. 
It's been probably eight years since I was introduced to this book, and it has radically changed the way we live, the way we see the world. So I wish you all the best in your journey of getting rich, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. I wanted to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you have a special gift that this world needs. Keep on growing. Keep becoming the better version of yourself. No matter what, stay present in this moment as you pursue an abundance.